Hello and welcome to Chromodiversity, a podcast for clinicians, therapists, and families about common genetic diversity. The purpose of this show is to let you listen to original articles by world-leading researchers at your own pace, in your own time and space. In each episode, you'll hear me introduce and read out an original article that provides insights into some of the most common and underdiagnosed genetic variations today. Episodes range from easy-to-understand information for families and individuals to advanced papers for clinicians and therapists. You can download full written versions with elements not included here, such as tables, notes, and references on our podcast website, chromodiversity.com. I'm Elliot Pollack, founder of MyXXY Chromodiversity Foundation, and I'll be your host. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in to listen to the latest exciting research. I'd love to hear your feedback. Before we start, here's a quick summary of a few points from today's episode, which is about the lived experience of Kleinfelter syndrome, also referred to as KS or 47XXY. In a 2019 review of two decades of research about lived experience, healthcare provision for children and adults with Kleinfelter syndrome, KS, is described as generally poor, misinformed, and lacking expertise. Common misperceptions around KS are reported as being conveyed by healthcare professionals whose knowledge around treatment options is seen to be outdated and not evidence-based. The review notes consensus around the importance of multidisciplinary teams as a means of providing effective care, yet such coordinated approaches are seen to be lacking. It cites only 6% diagnosis in children prior to age 10, for which information shared with parents is perceived as haphazard, and emphasizes that the voices of those with KS seem to be entirely absent from current medical literature. The authors call for inclusion of this otherwise hidden group, with a central focus on what actually matters to those with KS in order to make positive improvements to diagnosis, outcomes, and encounters with healthcare professionals, as well as the need for good quality professional support to plan for the care of children with KS. I'll now be reading the original article titled The Lived Experience of Kleinfelter Syndrome, a Narrative Review of the Literature by Hannah E.S. et al., published by Frontiers in Endocrinology, 2019. The Lived Experience of Kleinfelter Syndrome, a narrative review of the literature. Introduction. Kleinfelter syndrome, KS, or 47XXY, is a chromosomal disorder in males. Persons with KS have an additional X chromosome, creating karyotype 47XXY and 46XY slash 47XXY mosaics. According to existing epidemiological studies, KS is one of the most common genetic disorders affecting about 1 in 500 men. Whilst there can be phenotypic variation between individuals, physical traits associated with the syndrome 
can include small testes, a less muscular body, less facial and body hair, broader hips, and increased breast tissue. This physiological background and associated traits can generate questions relating to gender identity, and a proportion of KS individuals will not identify as male, instead identifying as female, non-binary, or intersex, whilst we refer to men within this paper, given that primarily those with KS will identify as male. We are aware that not all will identify as male and have chosen this terminology for clarity and to reflect the medical literature on this topic. Learning difficulties, low self-confidence, and issues relating to social interaction are also reported in relation to those with KS. Whilst a number of physical and developmental issues are therefore associated with KS, infertility is a common feature of the disorder. Estimates suggest that over 95% of those with KS are infertile, although some men with KS can seek to have biological children using advanced assistive reproductive technologies such as surgical sperm retrieval, followed by intracytoplasmic sperm injection, ICSI. Such approaches are, however, high risk and uncertain, and those with KS may also be faced with decisions about the use of donor sperm adoption or remaining childless. This review examines the existing psychosocial evidence around the impact of KS, exploring what we know about KS and its relevance for healthcare for this group. Method. In order to identify literature for this review, we searched the following key databases, Academic Search Premier, CINAHL, Medline, PsychInfo. The search term Kleinfelter syndrome plus psychosocial were used to reflect our interest in the psychological and social aspects pertaining to the disorder and specifically to the lived experience of those with KS. The results of these databases were limited to English articles and scholarly academic journals in the last 20 years. There were 47 results generated from this search and identified articles were screened using the inclusion criteria of being about the patient or lived experience of KS. After screening, 15 results were included for the review, although a further two were initially discounted due to not being accessible, but on accessing did not fully meet the inclusion criteria after screening, so were not included. Given the small number of results obtained, a Google Scholar search was also conducted using the same search terms, and the first five pages of these results were screened. Beyond page five revealed the papers were not relevant to the search, which resulted in a further five inclusions. Four further papers were included following identification by reference chaining. In total, 22 papers were included, as detailed in Table 1. These were all papers which met the inclusion criteria specified above and were therefore extracted for the review. An inductive coding approach was adopted as part of the use of qualitative content analysis. The approach is advocated as a useful method when the body of evidence is perceived as limited at the onset of the analysis and when dealing with topics which could be described as sensitive. This inductive approach involves open coding, specifically writing notes and headings during the initial reading phase of the review articles, and these open codes, then these headings, are grouped into broader umbrella categories. As Elo and Cagnes note, the purpose of creating categories is to provide a means of describing the phenomena to increase understanding and to generate knowledge. From this analysis, our overall categories, which we will refer to here as themes, were then generated. These include diagnosis issues and timings, outcomes for those with Kleinfelter syndrome, experiences with healthcare professionals.
Theme 1, Diagnosis, Issues and Timings. Much of the literature examined discusses the challenges of getting and managing a diagnosis for KS. Fewer than 10% of the cases of KS are diagnosed before puberty, with only 6% diagnosed before age 10 and 21% diagnosed before age 20. The mean age of diagnosis is suggested to be 27 in aspects such as poor learning at school, subsequent challenges around employment, and low socioeconomic status are believed to be correlated to late or under-diagnosis. A delay in diagnosis also remains problematic for health aspects, including infertility. Many boys with KS report growing up with an unexplained sense of, quote, feeling different, and receiving a KS diagnosis, it has been reported as being a relief. Diagnosis can be a point of acceptance and understanding for patients. Whilst diagnosis can then be a relief for those with KS, literature relating to the experience of parents of boys with KS shows that diagnosis can be uncertain and complex, which can be a source of frustration for parents. Even though parents may struggle to obtain a diagnosis for their children, particularly where there is an absence of, quote, typical physical symptoms associated with KS, they are not always well prepared to receive a genetic diagnosis when it is ultimately obtained. Theme 2. Outcomes for those with Klinefelter syndrome. Quality of life QOL outcomes are reported as being worse for men with KS than for the general population. There are also higher rates of anxiety and depression found in people with KS and sleep-related problems. The phenotypic severity influences the psychosocial outcomes for patients, and a high number of physical features attributed to KS inversely relates to QOL. Turf et al. found that infertility along with psychosocial challenges were viewed as a major issue for those with KS. It is suggested that 50% of adult men with KS will yield viable sperm as a result of advances in reproductive technologies. There is, however, a desire from pediatricians and parents of KS children to see fertility preservation being used for minors who have KS. Parents are often concerned about sexuality, masculinity, and fertility after a diagnosis, with the fathers of KS boys seen as particularly concerned about their son's sexual development and functioning. Evidence suggests that gender identity can be an issue for those with KS, with some reporting that they neither feel or look either masculine or feminine. Physical health outcomes for those with KS can include lower physical activity levels and higher BMIs, as well as an increased risk of osteoporosis, diabetes, as well as breast and other cancers. This increases both morbidity but also premature mortality, and those with KS have a decreased life expectancy of between two and six years. Whilst there is no cure for KS, many of these health issues are viewed as being best managed through early diagnosis of KS and relevant ongoing health care. Theme 3. Experiences with healthcare professionals, HCPs. There is seen to be a widespread lack of knowledge about KS by HCPs, with a haphazard approach taken to the informing of parents around the diagnosis of KS. Information given to those who have KS is seen to be inconsistent, and HCPs are often viewed as lacking insight into the realities of KS. Given that KS is not heritable, parents may lack knowledge of what KS is, 
demonstrating the need for good quality professional support to plan for the care of their children with KS. However, common misconceptions around KS are reported as being conveyed from HCPs, such as parents being told that their sons are more likely to be gay as a result of having KS, despite the contested nature of evidence about differential rates of people identifying as gay among those with KS when compared to the general population. Knowledge amongst healthcare professionals around treatment options is also now seen to be outdated and not evidence-based due to lack of research around testosterone replacement or other management interventions. The existing literature suggests that those with KS would be best served by multidisciplinary and coordinated healthcare, supported by more training and education for HCPs. In light of a lack of quality information forthcoming from HCPs, parents of children with KS are seen to turn to the internet for help and advice, and others have noted the importance of support group, groups for those with KS as a mechanism to help with the uncertainty of what having KS will mean for their lives. Discussion. This narrative review suggests that a lack of or late diagnosis remains a critical problem in relation to KS. Whilst prenatal screening techniques may improve future diagnosis, current low levels of diagnosis remain problematic, particularly for the possibility of improving physical and mental health outcomes. This is particularly important as those with KS are reported to have poorer health outcomes than the general population across a range of measures, including quality of life and comorbidities result in a decreased life expectancy for those with the disorder. The perception that all persons with KS will demonstrate, quote, textbook signs is viewed as compromising the ability of patients to obtain a diagnosis. Early diagnosis allows for more extensive options for children and adults to preserve their fertility, which is seen as one of the key concerns for patients, although this remains an area in need for, of further research. Diagnosis itself can be a relief for patients, which is similar to other long-term health conditions, although literature details that uncertainty can also spring from a KS diagnosis, perhaps connected to the perceived lack of knowledge by HCPs reported within the literature. The experience with healthcare for persons with KS is described as poor, ranging from a lack of information to misinformation due to a perceived lack of expertise among HCPs around KS. There is a consensus in the literature around the importance and value of the multidisciplinary team as a means of providing care to KS patients. Coordinated approaches to care are currently seen to be lacking despite evidence of the effectiveness of such approaches being noted in relation to other illnesses. Questions of gender identity are noted within the literature but not extensively explored how those with KS identify and how this then intersects with their experiences of healthcare remains an important area for further consideration. Given the prevalence of KS within the population, greater research focus on the disorder in the future, particularly in relation to reproductive health and the psychosocial impact of KS, would have a significant impact for patients and their families. There are inevitably limitations to a short review of this nature, and not all papers which may be relevant to KS, particularly those which are more clinically focused, 
appeared within our search, thereby illustrating a well-recognized limitation of literature keyboard search-based review algorithms. The voices of those with KS appear to be currently lacking from the literature, which could be further marginalizing, so future research should attempt to capture the lived experience of those with KS and use participatory methods, where possible, to embed this lived experience centrally within research, developing a priority-setting partnership for those with KS to identify and rank key research areas for the future would be fruitful, and co-production of research agendas would help with the inclusion of this otherwise hidden group. Attempts to move forward research and care for those with KS should then begin with a central focus on what matters to those with KS and seek to make positive improvements to their diagnosis, outcomes, and encounters with healthcare professionals. Thank you for having taken time to listen to this review of lived experience of Kleinfelter. As you just heard, awareness of common genetic variations remains remarkably low and misconceptions abound. The fact is, genomics, screening, and testing are advancing at a blistering pace. It can be hard to keep up, let alone know what to do as a clinician, therapist, educator, or parent when faced with today's increasingly frequent positive diagnoses. Fortunately, we're learning more every day, and thanks to amazing people like you listening, learning, and supporting our cause, I believe the future is bright. If you found this episode useful, I encourage you to share it so others can benefit. With currently near zero or negative awareness of genetic diversity, every share counts. I'd also love to hear what you think about this podcast. What did you like? Is there something you want to hear about more? How can we improve? Anything else? Please don't hesitate to leave a comment so we can keep leveling up. Thanks again for listening. Tune in for our next exciting episode and have a wonderful day.